Our world is shrinking. Business is global and points to the planet can be connected at the drop of a hat. But for some, travel is about more than the destination. Rather than fixate on arrival, true thought leaders know that travelling provides a space in which the greatest ideas take hold and the greatest opportunities can be found. Instead of plugging in and tuning out at 30,000 feet, they turn to the window and engage with the world. So pack your bags and join us to explore. I'm Robert Bound, and this is What Moves You with Remova. Today, we'll be meeting streetwear Renaissance man Jeff Staple. For over 20 years, he's been at the forefront of sneaker culture, acting as a designer, consultant, strategist and creative director, driving the biggest fashion trend of the century through his eponymous company, Staple Design. Streetwear truly is a global movement, and more than a way of dressing, it's a way of life. We'll hear how this ethos of immersion in the culture drives Staple day in, day out. I don't travel for leisure at all, ever. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I took a proper vacation. No, my whole life is pretty much a combination of work and play and personal and business. Plus, we'll hear from shoe historian Elizabeth Semelhack, who'll explain how sneaker culture has made its way around the world. started out as an object of status. It sort of, in the 19th century, over the course of the 20th century, it loses its associations with status and sort of goes on to become the, the footwear of childhood, particularly in America in the post-World War II period. And it is companies like Adidas and Puma that begin to sort of revive the idea of elite-level athletic footwear. That's all to come on What Moves You with iconic luxury brand Remova on Monocle 24. Jeff Staple is what's known in the culture as an OG. Since 1997, when he stepped off the sidewalk into a New York boutique wearing a T-shirt of his own design, he's carved out a niche as a doyen of streetwear. He's worked with the biggest brands in the business, from Nike to Adidas, and brought his singular vision to bear for the likes of Google. Alongside his creative and consultancy work, he dispenses the wisdom born of years of experience on a regular radio show, The Business of Hype, for online streetwear bible Hypebeast. The past few decades have seen streetwear move from the fringes to the heart of the mainstream. It's taken the world by storm and Jeff Staple has tracked it around the globe. I've been working in street culture and sneaker culture for over 20 years now. Most people don't even know that the culture is that old. So to be working in it, you become sort of like a spokesperson and an ambassador for it. I don't travel for leisure at all, ever. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I took a proper vacation. No, my whole life is pretty much a combination of work and play and personal and business. I travel a ton, and it's always for work, and I try to add on some days of like pure, what I call inspiration. So it's just about absorbing things and not necessarily being in meetings from you know minute to minute. And I'll be in a boutique, and then I'll be looking at the color palette that they use on the walls like to see if that's a reference for someone. So it's, it's really never turned off, unfortunately. Even in the hotel room, I'm like feeling the hand feel of the towels to see if that could be used for something in my collection. In pursuit of his vision, Staple is always on the move. I just crossed the two million mile mark from American Airlines, so a lot of time in the air. But he doesn't take travel for granted. He's refined a set of private systems and rituals to ensure he maximises every opportunity his journeys afford. When he's heading to a familiar destination or about to uncover a city's culture for the first time, he explains how he's always ready to go at a moment's notice. 
I actually have a travel checklist. So it's actually a note in my phone and my iPad and my you know computer that has, it's about 60 items on there. What it does is it allows me to travel last minute. So if I have to find out that I have to go to the airport in 30 minutes, instead of racing to just dump stuff into my bag, I now have a checklist that I go through and in 30 minutes I could pack for a two week trip if I need to. It's everything that I need to bring, but also things that I need to do. So. The difference between traveling to a place I've been to versus a new place is very, very different. When I go to a return place, there's always this sense of it being like making it a second home for me immediately. So what is my usual restaurant, cafe, friend, hotel? I'm always a repeater of hotels. I'm not really like down to explore all different things. Uh, Now, when I go to a new city, obviously the entire thing is an exploration. So when I do that, my mindset is just much more free and open. What I'll do is I'll make like two to three appointments per day, a shop that I want to go to in a certain neighborhood in the afternoon, and then a dinner reservation at night. And then I'll make sure that the distance between the shopping and the restaurant is sort of like a nice walking distance, like maybe an hour and a half or two hour stroll. And so I'll use those as bookends for then for me to be able to meander throughout the day, but I leave those few hours for random chaos to happen, but it's bookmarked by something organizational. What I don't like is totally free. I don't know what I'm doing that entire day because then I tend to like lose the day and like I feel unaccomplished, you know? While the internet has no doubt played an essential part in the dissemination of street culture, it only accelerated its adoption. Dedicated sneakerheads around the world were committed to the lifestyle and its trappings long before. Jeff Staples' travel is driven by the international streetwear market, but he's also well aware of its international heritage. He explains how he's riffed on it in his own design work. There's three shoes that we designed for Nike a few years ago called the Navigation Pack. And the concept was that before there was an Amazon Prime overnight delivery and like, you know, sort of like one touch shopping, if you wanted to buy shoes that were available in a foreign country, you'd have to fly on a plane and go to get it in that one store in that country that had them. So we created a pack for Nike called the Navigation Pack that was an homage to these modern day explorers that had to travel the earth to get their shoes. Sneakers are now a near ubiquitous feature for the fashion conscious and some of the world's leading high fashion houses are drifting towards streetwear. So it's worth asking where this global movement started. Elizabeth Semelhack is a shoe historian and creative director and chief curator at Toronto's Butter Shoe Museum. She's written widely on the history of sneakers in her book Out of the Box, The Rise of Sneaker Culture and is returning to the subject once more in her forthcoming book, Collab, Sneakers Times Culture. Here she explains how a fringe style became a global phenomenon and how regional iconoclasts are set to transform it once more. If you chart the whole history of the sneaker, it started out as an object of status, it sort of In the 19th century, over the course of the 20th century, it loses its associations with status and sort of goes on to become the the footwear of childhood, particularly in America in the post-World War II period. And it is companies like Adidas and Puma that begin to sort of revive the idea of elite-level athletic footwear, and they begin to offer it in beautiful colors, eye-catching colors, 
Nike gets into the game in 72. And so all of a sudden, it's their efforts begin to revive interest in sneakers as items of status, but concurrent to that is what's happening within New York City and hip-hop and the rise of basketball players who are associated with New York City who get their own signature shoes. Those shoes get used for breaking, a form of competitive dancing, and hip-hop music rap starts to slowly sort of move beyond the confines of New York City. It goes to other cities in the U.S., and then by the 80s, that watershed moment brings that more local culture worldwide. And then I think we have this spreading of these cultural icons, but in addition, they are interpreted and embraced globally in different ways. It is the intersection of many different cultural influences, but all of them have sneakers sort of at the center. Obviously, these histories and these interests are added to every place it goes. Japan was really the first place where you saw people with a deep interest in collecting historic models. They started doing that in the 70s and definitely by the 80s. And so there's almost this amazing reverence, right, for that history. But at the same time, you know, how can we even talk about sneaker culture and not talk about Yoji Yamamoto and the fact that he's bringing his incredible high fashion sense to Adidas in 2001, 2002, and infusing a Japanese aesthetic into a German sneaker brand. And you can begin to see this cross-fertilization, different aspects of different cultures coming together. As you move forward, particularly in the 2000s, these intersections are happening more and more. And so there are certainly very local manifestations of sneaker cultures. We're actually at a cusp right now of an explosion of these different markets, these different cultures, particularly as we become more and more interested in seeing collaborations play out in sneaker design. And so while I think that sneaker culture has been very strong globally around the world, I actually think it's set to get much stronger and that we will have quote-unquote local style take on more global influence as we move forward. When I was interviewing Benjamin from Le Benjamins, he was saying how nobody had ever sort of turned to that incredible history of Turkish textiles and the really rich history of fashion within Istanbul and connected it back to sneakers. And so he did a collaboration with Puma and it's been well taken up in you know the western market and as we were talking he was saying that he'd done a collaboration with some tuareg designers and talking about north africa as this amazing potential place for collaborations there are individuals there are culture groups with ideas that i think that through collaboration they can be brought to a much more global audience, and so I think the time is right for that kind of collaboration. That was shoe historian Elizabeth Semelhack. You're listening to What Moves You with Ramova. That's nearly all we've got time for on What Moves You. 
We've heard how the global force that is streetwear has driven designer, creative and iconoclast Jeff Staple around the world for two decades. And we've heard how Jeff's desire to maximise every opportunity and his thirst to draw every drop of inspiration from his globe-hopping experience has turned him into a truly purposeful traveller. Before we go, here's Jeff explaining how his constant drive to do, see, think and experience in the name of work is far from a chore. It's a way of life to emulate and live by. All the travel that I do is primarily starting from a place of quote-unquote work and then I can add on whatever personal life matters I, I can to that. And really what I would advise to, to anyone listening to this is try to get to the point where it's all for the same mission, for the same cause. You know, people keep trying to sort of life hack their way into compartments where like this part's for family, this part's for friends, this part's for work, this part's for play. And I would say like, why can't it all just be awesome? You know, like if you love what you do, you actually never really work a day in your life. Our thanks to Jeff Staple. That really is it for this week's edition of What Moves You with iconic luxury luggage brand Remover. This series was produced by Augustin Machilari with studio assistance from David Stevens, Jack Dewars and Kieran Matthew Balaji. And I've been Robert Bounds. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.